You're listening to The Tales We Tell, a podcast about spooky stories, unsolved mysteries, and local lore. I'm your host, Hannah Parch. And I'm Katie. Welcome back. I almost forgot again. (laughs) The amount of times I nearly forget the name of our podcast. It's kind of like just being on autopilot. You've done it so many times yep. that if you think about it, you mess up. Exactly. The tales you tell. I, I always want to say the tales you tell. And I don't know why. <laughs> You're not That tell- can be for our, our any listener-suggested episodes. Ooh. That's a good idea. Anyway, so, well, hi, anyways, hi, hi, Josh and Kelsey. Now that we know Kelsey's <laughs> name, sup, girl? Happy belated birthday! Happy belated birthday, Kelsey! I don't think that was one of the names we said. It wasn't. Absolutely not. I love the name though. Yeah, great name. Great name. Better than all the names we suggested. Sounds good with Josh too. It does. Josh and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they sound just like a nice, wholesome couple, and I love it. Do you ever um, think through the couples that you know and? So, like, whenever I am mentioning you mm-hmm. and your husband, I always say Katie and Sheldon. It's just they go together <laughs> yeah. so much. But that... I always say your name first. Uh-huh. And then, like, Connor and Bianca. Yeah. And it would be weird as hell for me to say Bianca and Connor. Yep. Or Sheldon and Katie. Sheldon and Katie... No. Doesn't bother me as much. But a lot of people do say Katie and Sheldon. Yeah, it's always Katie and Sheldon. Mm-hmm. And you're Hannah and Jarek. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) So. And then Scott and Taylor, though. Yeah. Scott and Taylor. I'm trying to think. And then there's Stefan and Devaney. Stefan and Devaney. Yeah. Stefan and Devaney. Because I always want to say, I just always, always run together. Stefan and Devaney. Stefan and Devaney. Yeah, that is. Stephanie and Devaney. Actually, I think it's Devon and Stephanie. Yeah. I, honestly, I think I say Stephanie and Devin so much that I don't know if I would say Stephanie and Devin or Devin and Stephanie. <laughs> That's hilarious. Stephan- Stephan and Stephan and Devin. <laughs> that rolls off the tongue really easy. It does. <laughs> well, what did we... I already forgot the order we decided. Josh and Kelsey or Kelsey and Josh? Josh and Kelsey. I like Josh and Kelsey. Okay. Sorry. We just... In- Sorry. <laughs> Josh and Kelsey. Anyways, Kelsey, happy belated birthday. We hope it was great. Um, <clears throat> that was my one announcement was that and if you didn't see our Instagram post, Katie and I both discovered we cannot murder our husbands either physically or just don't have the heart to do it. Well, in that one specific way. Yeah. Um, which I knew I wasn't going to be able to because my hands are small. I was a... I felt like my hands were too big to, to do it. Really? Yeah, Did the beard like, get in the way? It it might have played a factor, but I think for me, really, it was, I just, I didn't want to really clamp down on his face. Was he laying down when he did he it? He was. He was oh, on okay. the couch, curled up with Olive, and uh, <laughs> where they normally usually are. Did you tell him you were doing it? No. Oh, wow. I just walked in, and I kind of said, hi, hon, and we talked about the podcast for a minute. I was like, I have homework, and then I just put my hand on his face. <laughs> really shocked because um i asked jarek to do it to me mm-hmm. 
And I, I think if I had been completely on my back and he had been able to put his entire weight on me, he could have. But because I was sitting up a little bit, I don't think he could get the, and I could, I made a little air pocket. (laughs) I was able to like pull my mouth back a little bit and make a little air pocket and I could still breathe. I think honestly, if I had just put more pressure there, but I just, I I really didn't want to hurt him. And I feel like to, to really seal off the airways, you would have to put a a really significant amount of pressure on there. And I didn't want to potentially bruise him or, Mm, you know, cut his lip on his teeth. Like, this is all just fun and games. We just love our husbands too much. (laughs) (laughs) That was the rest of that texting conversation that I didn't post. But did screenshot for later. Shelton saw it and he was like, but she cut off the part where you said you loved me and stuff. (laughs) Well, Instagram only lets you post so much. I know. know. You got the important parts. He's just being a ninny. I think Amanda tried it too, our listener. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't quite tell by her comment. She posted something about about that um but amanda if you tried it and could or couldn't do it let me know clarify um our husbands live another day they do and at the time of this recording at the time of this recording uh what are we drinking because you uh something that i found at the grocery store it was on sale it was like two for 12 bucks and i was like yeah sure all right uh but it's a shiraz Ooh, it's called translations good it has lots of little speech bubbles on there that says cheers in different languages nice well actually there's a couple there so there's cheers and then there's bon appetit which is a different language but then the other is take care nice to meet you hello what's up good luck and then if you turn it upside down there is salute it's hard, it's hard to see in this lighting, but the other <laughs> languages are upside down. They got lazy. They're like, we uh, can't just pick one word and translate it into different 17 languages. different languages. We're going to pick a couple of different English words and, <laughs> and phrases. translate it into like five languages. <laughs> well, I have a story today for you that is a little different because I... <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, I try to space out my murdery ones. Mm -hmm. So I was looking around the internet trying to pick something that wasn't too murdery. I've got a couple on the docket that are a little child murdery that I'm trying to, you know, space out for you. Save save for a rainy day. (laughs) So today I'm going to tell you the story of the green children of Woolpit. Okay. It's like the blue people of Kentucky. Kind of. <laughs> and, um, hold on, let me just double check my notes here real quick. It's not from Kentucky, but you can take a drink because you technically did skip ahead a little bit. Damn. Okay. We haven't even started yet. I know. So, the village of Woolpit uh, was in, well, I guess it's still a place, is in Suffolk, England. And in 2011, it had a population of just under 200 people. So more like a hamlet. Yeah. Well, pretty small. The name comes from the Old English wolf pit, pite, P-Y-T-T. Anyways, which means pit for trapping wolves. <laughs> so literally a wolf 
pit. Okay. And our story takes place sometime during the reign of King Stephen, which was 1135 to 1154, so 12th century, which very vague. All right. So the story goes, one day during the harvest, the villagers discovered two children. I have no idea how old the children were. No one mentions their ages. (laughs) Details. Details. I'm going to assume that they were like, I don't know, like maybe like, I want to say like under 12. Okay. Okay. Um, But they were a boy and a girl and they were beside one of the wolf pits that wool pit was famous for (laughs) or named for. So wolf pits were used, obviously, to trap wolves. Um, And apparently they were a couple hundred square feet, like, in area. And, like, eight or nine feet deep. So, like, pretty big. And the children were discovered outside of the pit, but possibly had, like, come from inside of the pit. Got it. Unclear. Again, 12th century... Details. Details. You know, it's like their ages. Do we really need to know? <laughs> um, so they didn't speak English. They, sp- <laughs> uh, they spoke some language that the villagers didn't recognize. And they wore, quote, unfamiliar clothes. And also their skin was green. Like, green. Okay. So the villagers take them to the home of a man named Richard Decane. And he's like, yes, they can stay with me, I guess. Better than burning them on sight, which (laughs) I would more so expect. (laughs) Which I guess because they're children. Um, So they try to, like, take care of these children. And both of the children refused to eat any food that was given to them for several days. Until one day they find raw broad beans, which I think are fava beans mm-hmm. also which it would have been hilarious if you had brought a Chianti over. <laughs> I don't think Chianti was actually one of the options on the thing sorry so they found some raw beans in the garden and they were like ooh yummy and they or what, however they said it in whatever language they were mm-hmm. speaking um, and they ate the raw beans and that was all they wanted to eat and everyone was like that's weird <clears throat> I mean, their skin's green. You're worried too much about their diet. <laughs> yeah. So it's unclear how long they stayed with Richard, but they did eventually start eating other foods. Like, they diversified their diet. <laughs> and once that happened, their skin, shocker, returned to, like, a normal color. Hmm. It, like, lost its green tint. However, the boy, who was the younger of the two, had grown depressed and sickly since they were found. And before the church could baptize them, which was obviously the next step, well, yeah, um, the boy died. I realized I was going to tell you at the beginning that there was no child. I can survive a child getting sick and dying. Yeah. Um, Not he, my child, but... Edward. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't murdered. He just died yeah. from 12, I'll, I'll let it 12th slide. century stuff. I'll let it slide. 
So the girl survived and eventually she learned English. And when she did, (laughs) she was able to tell the villagers, like, what happened. Have you seen the movie A Boy Called Christmas? That Christmas Uh movie on Netflix. I think it came out last year. There's a, it's a cute movie, but the the boy called Christmas, he has this mouse, this pet mouse, and he's trying to teach it how to talk. And so he's just teaching it like one word at a time. And it's like a mouse. So it's not learning. And then all of a sudden one day it starts talking and he's like, oh my gosh, how you can talk. And he's like, yeah, I can talk. And he's like, why didn't you say anything? He said, well, I was waiting to like form a sentence, which would take forever with your one word a day system. Anyways, I like to imagine that that's what happened with this girl, <laughs> is that she just, like, suddenly learned English and then was like, okay, let me tell you where I came from. So, anyways, so she tells the villagers that her and her brother, because they were siblings, um, had come from a place that she called St. Martin's Land. And she described it as a place where the sun didn't shine and the light was always like twilight and everything there was green, including themselves, apparently. She said that they didn't know how they ended up in the wolf pit or near the wolf pit. In one version of the story, um, they were herding their father's cattle and they heard the sound of bells and then suddenly found themselves in or near the wolf pit and in another version they were following the cattle and they followed the cattle into a cave and then became disoriented and followed the sound of bells until they eventually ended up um, in this pit that was a wolf pit alright so don't follow bells (laughs) don't follow bells Um, And the accounts of this entire story are from two different writers, Ralph of Cogshell, who was the abbot of Sisters, he he was an abbot. (laughs) I'm not going to try. It's been a long day. Uh, He was an abbot from a place that was about 26 miles from Woolpit. The other guy was William of Newburgh, which who was a canon at the Augustinian. Hold on, Augustinian. There we go. A word you can pronounce. I can say it if I give myself a second. A canon at the Augustinian Newburgh Priory in Yorkshire, which was like two hundred miles away. William was farther away, but he wrote his account like a lot sooner after it happened. Uh, Ralph was a lot closer, but he wrote his account, like, a couple decades after. Mm. But he allegedly got his story from Richard DeCans himself. So, two different accounts. Again, 12th century, so... Details. Details. That's the word of the episode. Yeah, details. (laughs) So, the girl uh, was eventually named Agnes... And according to Ralph... Why not Jade? (laughs) Because she wasn't green anymore? Yeah, she lost her green hue. And they didn't have a sense of humor, obviously. They baptized her. Probably named her after a saint or something. 
banish the whole the fun right out of her. <laughs> she was employed by Richard DeCanes, obviously, because why would he like adopt her as a daughter when he could employ her? She was employed for several years before she married a royal official named Richard Barr. And this is my favorite part. She was described as, quote, rather loose and wanton in her conduct. Hmm. So fun. Yeah. I put could honestly mean anything in the 12th century. (laughs) Could mean that she knew how to read. I mean, or like. Maybe smiled at people. Yeah. Maybe knew a a potion of, (laughs) of, of, of some kind. I don't know. Like. Whatever. Knew knew about germ theory. Could have been anything. Some theories about these green children. The first one is that the whole thing is folklore. That it originated from folklore and that... It's 12th century. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much what happened. Yeah. Uh, And that someone heard it and thought that it was like a Mm -hmm. true story. The elements of Agnes's story about coming from a cave into another world, very, like, Narnia-themed. Mm-hmm. Also, apparently, beans are historically and culturally, culturally often seen as food of the dead, hmm. which I did not know. And the children changing color from green to more natural skin color could symbolize them passing from death to life. As would emerging from, like, an underground world to, like, present. All of that just means, like, the story had a lot of symbolism in Mm -hmm. it. Which was, like, kind of convenient for, like, a true story. (laughs) Like, real life stories typically don't really have a lot of symbolism like that in them. Uh, Some people also thought if it was a folklore story that (laughs) perhaps the children were supposed to be fairies. Green mm-hmm. fairies, maybe. Another theory is that the children were Flemish refugees and that they had come from the village of Fornham St. Martin. So remember she said she came from the town mm-hmm. or the land of St. Martin. Yep. So in 1173, there was the Battle of Fornham during which royal forces killed Flemish soldiers and possibly civilians. So the theory is that the children's parents might have been killed in this battle, causing them to flee and then just kind of wander into Woolpit, wearing foreign clothes, speaking a foreign language, and perhaps they had been wandering for so long, they were eating, like, whatever they could find, malnutrition. Yep. Maybe they looked kind of greenish. Could be delirious and not remember... And plus, you know, if they were refugees, they had this traumatic event that they right. probably, yeah, you know, forgot a lot about. Also, we have no idea how old they were because details were left out. One of the problems with this, though, is 1173, which is when that battle took place, would have been after the reign of King Stephen, which the story was supposed to take place sometime during his reign. Hmm. Also, historians have pointed out that uh, Richard DeCanes was a fairly well-educated man and likely would have recognized Flemish if he heard children speaking it. Like, wouldn't have 
I don't think I would. (laughs) I wouldn't. And I consider myself fairly well educated. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But if I heard someone speaking Flemish, I probably wouldn't be like, oh, an alien language. I'd just be like, oh, European language, probably. Uh Technically foreign and alien is the same thing. So it would be. Yeah, but I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be like, who are these? I don't know if they were You mean extraterrestrial. Yes, thank you. I'm done. <clears throat> okay. Well, we just listened to several clips. Flemish, Welsh, and Swedish. And they all sound the same. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I take it back. If I... I think, no, I think the Swedish was very different. The Welsh and the Flemish sounded much more similar to Yes. Me. But I think if I heard someone speaking Flemish... I would not know. I would not. I wouldn't have any idea. A, I wouldn't recognize it, and B, I would think, "Wow, what a <laughs> unknown language." I don't know. Maybe Richard. I don't. But we also live in America. I mean, yeah, we're pretty ignorant. It's not like it's not like if someone spoke Portuguese and we were like, "Oh, that sounds pretty similar to Spanish," which is something that I'm familiar with. That I don't understand, but that My I... My understanding is that it's actually not as similar as you would think. But when we it... were in uh, Uruguay, we were in this wine bar, and there is some people there from Brazil, mm-hmm. and they were we were listening, and they were having a... You know, not an argument, but like... Not even a heated discussion, because nobody was like angry or, or frustrated. <laughs> it was just... It was silliness. I think it was like a... Like, a fake argument about, oh, well, Spanish is superior. Well, no, obviously Portuguese is <laughs> superior. And Emma, the owner slash bartender, was also listening, and he was kind of like, well, you know, he's here, so he speaks Spanish, and he's really saying he's speaking, you know, Portuguese, and da 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 <laughs> It was just really funny. <laughs> I had a friend in college who also, she was from Brazil, and it was so funny to listen to her talk, because it was da 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 in Portuguesa, and then everyone, she's like, mi amiga cat. And like, da 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 Walmart. And I'm like, <laughs> it sounds so weird to hear these harsh American words yeah. mixed into the Portuguese. Yeah. <sighs> well, who knows what, I don't know. Okay, so. Language is weird. Language is weird. Details. So, another theory, this one's about the green skin, is that maybe, 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 it could be explained by a dietary deficiency, mm-hmm. which would make sense because when they changed their diets, it went back to normal. Anemia or a copper deficiency can sometimes cause a greenish tint to the skin. Although, I will say, try Googling that, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) You will find zero examples of anemia or copper deficiencies causing green skin. As far as I can tell, it just causes, like, paleness Mm -hmm. and maybe, like, a green kind of greenish pallor. It might be, like, an under... Yeah, color. it's like if you if you lose like the redness or whatever mm-hmm. in your skin, you get like green under. It's an undertone, yeah, or something that you could probably see in person under the right lighting. Yeah, 
but not straight up just green. Yeah. Like how you turn red with a sunburn. It's pretty obvious you're red, but... Yeah. So, (laughs) the children were wandering alone in the wilderness, probably, Mm -hmm. no matter what story you believe. Very likely, they probably did have a poor diet. And they probably did have anemia. Yes. uh, Because they're likely not hunting and getting red meat and... Correct. Getting iron. You know, I mean, unless there's, they're foraging some iron-rich, you know, moss or something. <laughs> I don't know. However, historians have pointed out that a lot of people in the 12th century were also probably anemic mm-hmm. or, like, deficient in some yeah. essential vitamins. And so they were like, for these children to have... A green tint to their skin that was notable enough to be like a of story. Yeah, they had to have like green. They had to be skin. green. Yeah. By the way, speaking of gr- moss, um, this is totally random and off topic. But did you ever read The Black Stallion? Mm-mm. Okay, that was the book that my mom would read to me, and then naturally I watched the movie, and I had a big crush on Alec the boy because <laughs> I was a horse girl. The story is he is trapped on an island with this black stallion because he's shipwrecked. Sorry, he's on a ship that catches on fire. And him and the horse are the only ones that survive. Terrifying. Anyways, he survives by eating moss um, that he sees the horse eat. And as a kid watching the movie, I always thought the moss looked delicious. It was one of those, like, you know... Do you have those things where, I've like... I've never looked at moss and said, yum, but I've <laughs> definitely looked at moss and been, I want to roll around in that. <laughs> Don't you have It those... just looks so soft and inviting. <laughs> Do you have those, like, movies or cartoons or something where you're like, I need to try, like, the food in that cartoon or in that movie or something? Uh, the Goofy movie, The Way the Cheese mm-hmm. Goes. The... Leaning Tower. The Leaning Tower of Cheese. Gosh, love you, Polly Shore. Uh, But I was talking more about the pizza. Oh, yeah. How it strings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pizza doesn't string like that in real life. But no, there's absolutely movies or, you know, cartoons and stuff that I've been like, I want to know what that is. Okay. I think it's... When is it? When is it? Uh, Fifle. An American test, uh, an American tale with Fifle. Uh huh. And they've got the mouse, and he's dipping the cracker in the saucer of liquid, and we you can't tell her like is it water or milk because it's is that Fifle or is that the Aristocats? Hmm, maybe it's the Aristocats. I know exactly I what you're talking about. He's he gets like a. I thought it was in Fifle, but maybe because he gets the poison. Not poison. He gets like it's um, a Ritz cracker. It's it's very clearly a Ritz cracker. Because doesn't but what is get... it's a teacup of liquid. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Because the thing that I'm thinking of, the mouse dips it, and at some point, <laughs> the villain or whoever, like, slips, like, a, a sleeping pill or something into it. And he gets... The the butler. It I am thinking of Rooster Cats because the butler doses them all with um uh with like sleeping pills. Creme de la creme de la Edgar or whatever they call it. And it's it's cream. It's a biscuit and cream. That's what I'm thinking of. 
It is the Aristocats. Found it. You remembered the creme de la creme de la Edgar. Yeah! Alright. Okay. Sorry, everyone. Back to, uh... Actually, sorry, Jarek, for having to cut all of that out. Eh, it's his job. That's what we pay him for. <laughs> yeah, we definitely pay him. Alright, so the green had to be... They had to be very green children. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And they probably weren't eating the moss from the Black Stallion. I'm gonna give everyone at home a homework assignment, which is Google it yourself. <laughs> Please... I need someone to Google and tell me if they can find an actual example of someone who has a medical condition that gave them green skin. And this is why I made you drink at the beginning, because I feel like what this story is meant to be is like the situation with Paul Carason, the man from Bellingham, Washington, (laughs) who used silver chloride... Colloid? Colloidal silver. Thank you. Uh, As a homemade remedy for arthritis, acid reflux, and other issues, which turned his skin blue. That is the blue man that everyone is. I think he also, I don't think he went by this, but people called him Papa Smurf. Um, He appeared on Today, the Today Show, and Oprah. And he just used this colloidal silver for years and years and years. And he literally had... Like, gray-blue skin. So I was actually going to mention specifically the colloidal silver. Yeah. Turning people blue because of that. Yes. But I held off, and I shouldn't have. <laughs> should have mentioned it when I first thought of it. Because then I would have gotten to take another sip. Yeah. Um, Just kidding. I'm taking one anyway. Well, good. Because I'm going to tell you, did you know, very sadly, um, he passed away in 2013 from complications from pneumonia and a stroke. And he'd been living in a homeless shelter hmm. after losing his home the year before. Well, that's not... I know. I, like, looked him up because I was like, oh, let me, you know, like, yeah. let's see what's going on. Where you at? How you doing? I know. And he, like, I mean, he obviously, you know, became not famous, but, like, people, known, you know, knew who he was. Also, that condition's, like, permanent. There's not anything you can do to, like, make your skin go back to normal. Um, he did say that he think it worked. He said it, he, you know, he think it cleared up a lot of his problems, but yeah, he lost his home. Um, he ended up homeless. I think he was estranged from his wife at the time of his passing, but very sad. Okay. Another theory was arsenic poisoning. So this theory says that the children could have been poisoned by their parents or a caretaker and then abandoned in the woods. And this would theoretically explain their skin. Um, According to Healthline.com, arsenic poison can cause a darkening of the skin, but also famously will cause death. (laughs) Other things. Yeah, uh, at least cause you to be very sick. It seems like maybe... And it sounds like the boy didn't die until after his greenness was gone, so it's not like he died of the arsenic poisoning, because clearly they were no longer being poisoned. There was... Skin was returning to normal. Yeah. And then... And it feels like the story would mention if they, like, found these children, they were like, 
Oh, also, they were violently ill and very close to death when we found them. Then again, everyone was probably also... In the Every, same way that everyone was also very deficient close. on nutrients, they were probably also fairly yeah. regularly violently ill and close Everyone to death. was really, like, one chest infection away from yeah. death. Yeah. Truly. Everyone was one cold away from death. So this wouldn't explain, arsenic poisoning would not explain, like, the language or their clothes or their preference for raw beans. Um, But nothing is really explaining that. One of the theories is that these children were actually extraterrestrials that got stuck here by accident somehow. (laughs) I like this one because you just can't. I mean, I, I, I was about to say so far, this is the most plausible one so just wait until my favorite one oh goodness um (laughs) so this would explain why the boy wasn't able to assimilate Mm -hmm. it would explain why they had green skin probably and why they spoke a language that no one understood Mm -hmm. but you would think that there would be something else different about them other appearances other than different skin tone yeah and you would think that there would be something else unworldly about them other than their skin that returned to, quote, normal after they began eating regular food. <laughs> I'm just thinking about aliens that are like, we're just like humans in every way, except that we're green. Except that'll go away if we start eating your food. There was an episode of Scrubs where one of the patients was, like, orange. Like, spray tan orange, but worse. Mm-hmm. And he drank, like, tomato juice or something constantly. Or maybe, yeah, he was mm-hmm. constantly drinking tomato juice. And, again, I know that this is a comedy show that I'm talking about <laughs> here. But apparently there was a poll done of medical students mm-hmm. or residents. And they asked them um, of the current medical shows out there, you know, ER, Grey's Anatomy, Scrubs, uh, which show is actually most accurate to hospital life mm-hmm. and the vast majority said scrubs huh uh but anyway <laughs> uh there 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 is things that your diet plus your just existing yeah uh, genetic makeup can can do so like it was it wasn't that he drank a ton of tomato juice it was he had some other condition was taking some other medication or something it was it was the two things working together that messed up his skin tone yeah yeah not just the thing alone i'm sure dr house would figure it out oh for sure lupus probably had lupus too (laughs) maybe that's what these kids had probably dr house could figure it out they probably had a tick bite somewhere that was affecting things I don't know. I didn't watch enough house. Okay. You ready my, for my favorite yeah. theory? Bring okay. it on. All right. So <laughs> my favorite theory is that they the were ch- the spy. They were spies for the Ottoman Empire. No. Just kidding. Better. They came from Agartha, which I didn't even look up to see if I'm <laughs> saying that right. Agartha is a city at the center of the earth. Now, theories as to what Agartha look like vary, but some say it is a lush tropical paradise where everything is green hmm, and that it has a perfect climate slash atmosphere, which could explain 
why the boy couldn't assimilate or acclimate to our horrible, nasty atmosphere slash environment. Well, this is pre-industrial revolution. The air quality is pretty decent. Probably it was better. Um, It's also... Outside, at least. Probably not outside. (laughs) It's also said to be inhabited by peace-loving creatures far more advanced than us, which is why Agnes was probably considered loose and wanton. (laughs) Because she had it figured out. (laughs) Or because, again, she was a female and Mm. may have smiled at too many men spoke her thoughts Mm -hmm. so one of the first scientists to speculate about the earth being hollow (laughs) rather than solid was edmund haley do you know who he is Mm -mm. uh he is the person that haley's comment is named Uh, after okay uh so he speculated about this in 1692 and it was his way of explaining anomalies in compass readings and he speculated that the earth was made up of a series of quote a series of tubes <laughs> no <clears throat> oh that's right the, that's the internet that's the <laughs> okay a series of quote nested spherical shells spinning in different directions all surrounding a central core well he's only a little wrong there's more. And the in between, <laughs> in between each layer uh, was an atmosphere that was capable of supporting life. He's only a little wrong. He's only a little wrong. You're right. Hey, man, for the 1600s, he's doing all right. It's not bad. He's doing all right. He had the part down the... The layers, for sure. And at least we're... Were spherical. Yeah. So we got the shape right. Well, we had that one figured out for a couple hundred years by then. There are still people that don't have it figured out. We have it figured out. (laughs) Some people just want to be contrarian. Most hollow earthers today believe... There are still (laughs) hollow earthers. So not only do we have to contend with the f***ing flat earthers, there's hollow earthers out there too. Yes. There's yep. What hmm. what do they think is gonna happen when they dig to China? They dig it down a couple hundred feet and then they just drop like the inside of a the gumball and take your drink because I'm gonna tell you what they think is gonna happen. <laughs> they have a plan. What do they think if a, a big asteroid comes and hits? We're gonna just crack open like a fucking <gasps> egg. Yeah, probably. Oh well, hold on. Oh, hold on. All right. All right okay, all right. so. Most hollow earthers today believe... <clears throat> I can't believe that's a real <laughs> sentence you just said. I should be on Ancient Aliens. This is... Um, what do they say? Uh, astronaut... What are they... Um, ancient astronaut theorists believe... Most hollow earthers today believe that there are <laughs> huge holes at the north and south poles that allow access to the center of the earth. So our planet is a fucking wooden bead on a necklace? Yeah, uh-huh. And that, um, and that they're known as I'm gonna mess up this name. Sims pole holes. <laughs> Sims holes. They're named after John Cleves Sims Jr., who first proposed the theory of the holes. Speaking of Sims, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, my theory is that they're plant Sims. 
uh, in the the Sims games franchise, there's a a sim. There's there's ways uh, to turn your Sims into plant Sims. So instead of food, uh-huh. uh, they need sunlight, sunlight. and uh, hydration and water. So they don't go to the bathroom. They don't eat food. Mm-hmm. They're normal Sims for the most part, other than some of their basic needs. Oh, and they're green. <laughs> Ooh. I like that theory. And then when they like walk, little, like flower stuff bloom. So the green children of Woolpit are just plant sims. They're just plant sims. Okay. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Well, I, that theory might win. So tell uh, me more about the sims, the pole holes. Okay. Sorry. The pole holes. Um. It's also, most Hollow Earthers believe that it's just one large cavity, not several uh, layers, like Haley suggested. And as of 2022, a team of Hollow Earthers was planning to go on an expedition using a nuclear-powered icebreaker to drill into the seafloor in the Arctic Sea because they believe that there is a hole there that will allow them access to the center of the Earth. Hey! They look like the Jolly Green Giant. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's related to the green children, too. Cute. I love that. That was the plant stems I was showing off. I I like. I was telling the people (laughs) listening to you going, ah! (laughs) After talking about drilling into the Arctic Sea with Mm -hmm. nuclear power. The seafloor, yeah. Um... So, no word on if or when that will be taking place since it is almost the end. We're nearing the end of 2022. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Um, But I'm sure we'll hear about it if they find one of the pole holes. And as for the green children, I was going to say your guess is as good as mine, but I think we figured it out just now. Plant sims. Plant sims. So, we solved it. Good Mm -hmm. job. All right. Case closed. Um, (laughs) Yay me. Here, we'll toast. I'll toast to that. Good job. That was one of our best clinks yet. Oh well, we solved a mystery. This was an unsolved right. We did unsolved mystery. Now it's solved. Wow, I forgot so. it's bad luck not to drink to a yep. toast. That's it. That's all. That's all I have for the green children of Woolpit because wow. I mean we solved it. They're mm-hmm. plant sims. Plant sims. They might have come from the center of the earth because the earth is hollow. No. As we'll find out when the hollow earth... There's different layers. Uh, sorry, different... a green layer. Different hollow layers. It also <laughs> kind of made me think of, like, a mix between Utopia and Atlantis. Yeah. But everything's green. It's interesting that everything would be just... green in the interior of the world where the sun can't shine, but, you know. That's right? a... That's a... Ugh. I... <laughs> That's a problem for the Hollow Earthers to figure out. So just it keep hurts it, me, Hannah. It hurts me. Everyone, keep an eye on. Set your phone. Make sure your phones, your notifications are set. I'm gonna set up a Google alert for yeah. Hollow Earthers and make sure that you know your phone will notify like, you. I'm gonna have to go learn more about the pole holes. <laughs> the pole. I don't know why they didn't call them the pole holes. That's honestly the best name for them. Obviously, the pole holes. <laughs> That stupid Sims guy had to get all the glory for his holes. Honestly, the glory holes. I think this was like a 
like a treasure map, like a like a national treasure, mm. um, like a scavenger hunt where we just figured out the clues, right? Right. Sims holes, mm-hmm. Sims, plant mm-hmm. Sims. See? Green children. Perfect. Green children Thumbs were up. plant Sims. That's it. Katie, do you want to tell people the stuff? Uh, there's no photos for this because green people don't exist. Well, show people other the... photos uh, <laughs> that are in our episodes and screenshots of our conversations. Yeah. Uh, you can find those on Instagram and Facebook at the Tales We Tell Podcast. If you want to see other photos and don't do the social media, check out our website, thetaleswetellpodcast.com. If you want to support us, get yourself some sweet, sweet swag. The holiday season is a upon us my friends i am stressing with the holiday shopping go to redbubble.com and search the tales we tell you can get our multiple logos on everything yes so you know just shoot that link over to your friends and fam and say nudge nudge as always if you want to support us but you don't need the stuff because who does you could go to patreon.com and search the tales we tell become patrons you get your episodes ad free a day early and special birthday shout outs <laughs> to two people, weeks in a row to people of your choice plus stickers uh love notes bonus content and our yeah, undying love undying love yep and we will still be putting out episodes next week so We'll see everyone then. Bye. Bye.